Afghans are facing a new reality with their country back under Taliban control after 20 years of war. Armed militants took the capital Kabul, completing their swift advance across the nation. People have been killed in the chaos at Kabul's international airport as desperate people tried to force their way on the planes leaving the capital. And those footage, if you've seen it, are absolutely horrible of people being so desperate to leave as the Taliban has taken control. And the Taliban has been around for a while. There was an ongoing war. Um, So many Australians had gone over and many Australians lost their life um, trying to free um, Afghan people. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, with the US leaving and a lot of the other armed forces leaving, Taliban has taken um, control again. And people that were under their regime... Back, it would have been uh, the 1990s, 90s. yeah, and early um, hundreds were sort of saying, no, we, we can't go through that again. 20 years of, of war <clears throat> to be overturned in 10 days. Mm. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of Afghani um, refugees and uh, people who are now Australians from Afghanistan who would just be watching their, their home country be torn apart. One of those people is Dr. Homer Faroten, um, who has graciously taken our call this morning. Um, you're a former Afghan refugee. You're now a doctor for Queensland Health. How are you feeling watching this on the news at the moment? Oh, good morning. Yes, absolutely. Um, shattered, heartbroken over the events of the past um, two days. Um, I came off a, uh, an on-call shift on um, Sunday morning, and within uh, literally within two three hours of uh, me um, trying to negotiate with my fiance back home. Uh, to to get him to leave. At that stage, Kabul was still standing um, and he, he had a lot of work to do, so <clears throat> he did not want to leave at that stage. And soon, two, three hours afterwards, I got a message that he he had to um, uh, to escape to, to save his life. And then mm-hmm. from there on, all hell broke loose. I lost contact with him intermittently and Kabul just descended uh, descent into into chaos really really fast. It was a spiral, a destructive spiral that that could not be stopped, and it's just um, spiraling down uh, a mayhem right now. Your father, um, who I believe is also a doctor and quite an educated man, had to leave um, Afghanistan because of the Taliban. Uh, yes, my my father um, uh, had to leave because. Uh, firstly, as a, as a minority sect in in, Aus, uh, in Afghanistan, we were targeted, and he was a vocal opponent of uh, first the, the civilian war and the factions. Uh, you had to belong to a faction to offer you protection, but he was very against um, all of that at the time. Um, so he was pretty much by himself, and he had to relocate constantly within Afghanistan, and then eventually he had to get out because he was targeted. Um, and then the Taliban came after this, the, the civil war. Uh, and similarly with Taliban, the Hazara minority, he was not safe at all, so he left. Mm. And uh, What's uh, it? it got in 1999. So you lived there when the Taliban was very much uh, sort of in power. What is it like for an Afghan person waking up in the morning knowing that the Taliban are in charge, do you spend your entire day thinking, is this, is this my last day? Uh, yes, indeed. We, we were in Afghanistan when and Taliban were around. Uh, we only could leave in 2001. Yeah. Uh, were you Taliban in Pakistan came. then? Uh, 2001, we left for Pakistan, yeah. But yeah. until then, we were in Afghanistan. So, so for, for a woman, for instance, um, I, I, was, I was only 
you know, 10, between 10 to 13 when, when I was, when I have a clear memory of going out and seeing Taliban outside, uh, you were filled with fear. You were worried about, is there anything in your behavior that you're going to offend them? Mm. And that will result in a public punishment or, or, or their wrath. And they, uh, going to school was not possible. My auntie used to run a secret school in the basement of her house. And I, I could not dream of going to school at all, except for religious schools. And it, it wasn't for my parents' homeschooling in Mawali and Afghanistan. Things would have been really, really different for me and my siblings. And so as well as extreme, extreme, very twisted sense of justice for mm-hmm. others, for other members of the community, um, uh, in terms of their very severe punishments. We were living under all of that. Uh, and you were talking before about your husband being um, over there, um, fiance. a fiancé. Um, have you heard from him in the last 24 hours? Um, I got news from him, thankfully, after a, a very brutal, long 12 hours of no contact with mm. him um, in, in the last two hours that he is out and he's safe, uh, but he needs um, he needs to uh, travel uh, on, uh, onwards uh, because the, the place where he is is not his final destination and he still needs to be uh, taken out of there, but at least he's out of harm's way. Mm. And, and that was a big relief. And um, I did not see that coming at all. He was completely um, uh, shattered and devastated. He had to go to the airport without his papers, without money, without luggage, and has um, has had very little charge on his mobile phone, which resulted in me losing touch with him. And um, and we were devastated. We were worried for him, his mm. friends, and all 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 our Afghan people, uh, women, children. And, and the civilians who are seeing the brunt of this, um, there, there are millions who have been displaced and they are now seen on the streets of Kabul. Uh, in 2019, I was in the Kabul. It's a, it's a very beautiful capital. And every street, every park that they're showing is very familiar to me. Uh, watching those footages has been very, very hard for me to uh, to look at. And, and it's just been incredibly difficult. Mm. So. It, it would be hard for a lot of refugees that are living here, um, Afghani refugees from uh, living here in Queensland and also Australia, seeing those footages and having to flee last time. Um, you, you, would there be a concern that a lot of them don't have permanent visas? Uh, yes, that's an excellent point. There is um, unbelievably about 5,000 Afghan refugees whose fate are still undetermined. They are living here either under temporary protection visas or the Sheaves scheme uh, after spending between five to ten years of life here waiting to be resettled. And, and getting their family to, to come and join them here. So there's, there's been no um, uh, guidance from the government as to what their policy now will be with regards to the fate of these refugees. And I urge um, all our Australian friends as well as the government to actually now change their stance on uh, and, and, and their policy on the refugees. All these 5,000 and more people should be granted safety of living in Australia permanently. And we should call for their family reunion as well in the face of just a rapidly deteriorating um, crisis in Afghanistan it will be. It's a humanitarian crisis that's mm. already developed. You've got some family and friends there. I know your um, fiancé was there with, with family, and that would have been a, a hard decision to leave them. Do, do they feel safer now than 20 years ago when the army came? Like, How are they feeling? Do they feel like they've come in, caused all this trouble, and then just left them behind? Do they wish they never came? Uh, what is, what does an Afghani person think about the whole thing? 
Um, I've got um, several first degree, very close immediate family members and then my first degree cousins are all there, all young people studying in university or some of them having returned after studying overseas to or, or abroad in foreign countries to come and help out. They are very, very heartbroken. They mm-hmm. um, knew that a long-term, you know, chronic presence of um, any foreign military is not the ultimate solution at all. Um, but they are quite disillusioned and heartbroken over how swiftly they were left alone. The Afghan army, the, the defense really relied on the air support from the um, from our NATO uh, forces, from the U.S. forces to be able to um, tackle violence and, and crisis in Afghanistan. But suddenly their back were empty. Uh, there was no one to support them from air or, or, or they were given all this expensive equipment and they're trained in them. But suddenly the... Um, operational staff that were maintaining those equipments were gone with the U.S. packing up and leaving. Um, so um, although they knew and acknowledged that no military from other countries can stay in Afghanistan for long, long term, and this has been 20, 21 years, um, but swiftly emptying and living a vacuum like this it really proved deleterious. They're heartbroken about that. Mm. They welcomed the um, advances that women especially made during yeah. the last 20 years. And now it's all... Um, uh, rendered to zero, but also they've gone backwards by several decades. Mm. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming on this morning. Um, we're, we're glad to hear that your fiancé is out and, and safe. Um, and um, we're going to put all the information up on how people can actually help. Um, you've given us some great links on our Instagram account for people to go and check out if they want to help the Afghani people. So thank you for uh, calling through this morning. Thank you very much for having me on your show.